and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Divine Links Ministries. I am Lee Massey. And I am DA. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to go over Jonah, the book of Jonah. We're going over the first chapter and we are talking about um, disobedience um, in our lives. So I'm going to start off with prayer real quick. And God, we just come before you in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Holy Spirit, did you come and just give us the ability to articulate what you're saying uh, in Jonah. And we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. So um, first of all, we were just talking about um, the effects of disobedience in our lives. So if you look in Jonah, how it says that he started off, God told him to... Uh, go to Nineveh and just preach against it for the their wickedness that they had uh, they had came up to him and he was saying warn them before I destroy them and um, and you look at Jonah instead of warning them he wanted to go the opposite direction he wanted to go away from as far away from Nineveh as he could he went the opposite direction let me get far away from these people I don't even want to talk to them um, because he felt like they deserved to be destroyed you know, if you look at, as you read the chapter, I don't know if everybody's read Jonah. Jonah's really a common, um, a common book of the Bible. Yeah, most people know it through a, a lot of the uh, cartoons and just uh, reenactments of uh, Jonah and uh, you know, and the whale. And I don't know that it be, if it really was a whale. It just had a large fish, and most people automatically assume, well, the largest fish is a whale, so it must be a whale. Exactly, exactly. And it doesn't necessarily mean it was a well, but it was a big fish and it doesn't, and the trivial things doesn't matter, right? Exactly. So, um, but anyway, so disobedience can cause a lot of things in our lives. Yeah, number one, it causes a lot of storms in our lives. If you look at Jonah, he went into a bad storm because of his disobedience. He was, uh, uh, he ran away from the presence of God, which caused a lot of uh, ill effects. Um, so when you do it opposite of what God's word say, you're going to expect uh, trials and tribulations uh, that you don't want, but it's because of your disobedience. And also, if you look at uh, in Jonah, he, it says that uh, in uh, chapter, in verse 3, he said, uh, it said, uh, and Jonah, uh, he went down to Joppa and he found the ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare. And a lot of times you don't realize when we pay the fare, we're paying a price for our, uh, he's paying, he was paying, he paid a price for his disobedience. And uh, to me, that made me think of, you know, when we pay the fare, we're paying a price for our disobedience. Exactly. And I think, and he thought it was, he thought like he was doing good, you know, good getting away from God, which I don't know how he thought he could, but he thought he could get away from God. And with that, he got, he, as he went away, he paid a price for going away from God. And if you look, also, you looked, I looked and I saw that in verse 3 it says, and he went down to Joppa, he found a ship to Tarshish, paid the fare, and then he went down and to, to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And then chapter 5 it says, uh, in the middle of chap, chapter, I'm sorry, verse 5 it says, in the middle it says, but Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and he was fast asleep. So it's like, Whenever you disobey God, there's a gradual descent. And he didn't realize it, but he 
he might not have noticed. And sometimes we do things that we don't know, but every time we're disobeying, there's a there's a gradual going further away from God. And even the little things, like I find myself when God say, do something and I do the opposite, there's something in me that dies. There's something in me that hurts. Or, you know, There's a, a consequence for our disobedience. And a lot of times we don't realize it until we're way out there. And it's just like constantly whenever we're of disobedience, we have to repent and get back in right relationship with them because it's not worth it. It's not worth us um, uh, disobeying. There's always a, a price, like you said, a price to pay for disobedience. There's a price that you're paying. It's not something that you're getting away with. You can't get away with disobeying and doing the opposite. It's like at work, whenever you're constantly doing something wrong, you're going to get caught and you're going to have to pay back the things that you've done, you know, in anything. If you're stealing, constantly stealing, when you get found, you have to pay back everything you've stolen, like in, in a job or in a workplace or any anything you do, just in life in general, you steal something from someone, you're going to have to pay it back. So I think with God, our disobedience, it's like there's a cost to disobeying. Yeah, man, there is. And um, I think we got to be so careful to just make sure that we're walking in obedience because disobedience is not worth it. And what else do you think there is? Well, disobedience also causes uh, others around you to suffer. And if you look at what Jonah was doing, he when he disobeyed, everybody had the, felt the effects of it, you know, because the storm hit everyone. It just didn't hit Jonah. It hit everyone. So a lot of times whenever we uh, are disobedient, we also not only harm ourselves, but we harm others around us that are close to us, you know, uh, like our family, our friends, and uh, the people that are around us. Like when I disobey, uh, I can cause my, you know, my wife to suffer, or you can cause my husband to suffer, or I can cause my kids to suffer, or I can cause, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, anyone you're around. Uh, you can cause a suffer for your disobedience because it's going to not only affect you but other people. So we've got to consider that as well. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't realize that um, uh, that our effects of disobedience do cause others people to um, to stumble, other people to... Um, because if you look at Jonah, like whenever he, he was disobedient, uh, he pulled others, like you said, he pulled others into his decision you know also because they made they had to make a decision for him because he didn't know how to make it for himself because he um like whenever he they were like pray to your god you know if you look in verse uh eight whenever he said uh um tell me they said tell me what did you do who are you when they found out that it was because of him when they cast lots they found out it's him that's causing this storm. So what's going on? Who are you? Where'd you come from? What are you doing? And what country are you from? They wanted to know more about him because now they're like, why are you, this storm is, you know, you know, and he goes, oh yeah, yeah, I know. He said, uh, you know, he said, I'm a Hebrew. And he went on in chapter, in verse nine to say, and he said unto them, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. And um, he told them that also he said that I'm the one, I'm the cause of the storm. I'm the cause of it. So he, so it's like, okay, so you're causing all of us to go through this because of what you, what, what you, what did you do? And as he began to explain to them, they had, he became a bad witness 
because he showed, told them, I'm very disobedient, but I fear God. Yeah, and it's hard to say uh, you fear God when you're going against him. It's like Jonah act like he feared God, but there was something in him that wasn't actually that fearful of God because he wouldn't have ran away from God and, and he wouldn't have been in the disobedience. If you really fear someone, you're not going to disobey him because you know the power they have against over you. If you really fear your boss, you're not going to do anything, you know, uh, and, 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 and I mean, respect them. You're not going to do anything that's going to uh, uh, cause them to be angry. So, you know, yeah, so Jonah was saying one thing, but he was uh, showing them a whole different side. Exactly. And I think that's a, he was a bad witness. And also when he, he like you said, he you cause other people to suffer around you. Now all these people were suffering because of him. They were throwing things overboard, trying to get, you know, getting rid of things probably that they could have kept that people that just um, had been obedient. Um, and he said, uh, I'm the one that caused this. So what you have to do is throw me overboard. You know, he's like, throw me overboard and then the sea will calm down. What? Exactly. And he's like, throw me overboard. And my question I was wondering is, uh, what do you mean throw you overboard? I mean, if you uh, really believe, want us to throw you overboard, why don't you do this? Instead of putting us into this, why don't you jump overboard? If you really want, uh, if you really believe that this storm is going to cease whenever you get, you get thrown overboard, why do we have to even uh, participate? Why don't you, we just, why don't you just jump overboard? I mean, the rails aren't that high. We can help, uh, you know, if you want us to help you step up there, you go ahead, but you jump. But Jonah was uh, showing everybody that he wasn't ready. He didn't. He wanted. He wanted them to have pity on him and not throw him overboard. But they tried. And they said uh, they wanted to row and keep it having to do make that decision for Jonah, because Jonah couldn't make that decision for himself to jump. And I think that a lot of times in our life we're asking people to do something that we really. Uh, you know, oh, I, I'm bad, so I, I need this or that, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that, or why can't you help me do that? I don't know. I feel like that, uh, in general, if you want, if you really believe that, uh, if he really wanted to do it, he could have did it himself. He didn't have to involve them in it. Take your butt, jump overboard, you know. Don't, don't cause other people to have to make that decision for you. Yeah, that's the bottom line is, yeah. Right. The bottom line, yeah, is that he could have done it himself. You're so right. And I think that um, they were seeing the wrath of God on him and they were they were kind of feeling sorry for him. And I think that, like you said, that's what he wanted. He wanted somebody to feel sorry for him. But at the same time, the only way it's going to stop is if you get out of there. So get out of there. Don't cause other people to have to make that decision for you. It's so correct. That is so correct. And I, I think so. Disobedience causes, like you said, causes others to suffer for you. And I think that's the last thing that that should be. You should, you should do. You know, is cause other people to have to uh, make decisions for you. And it also, like, you look at you. Uh, he so he became desensitized because you look also. He had a false sense of peace because he was sleeping when a storm was going on. Everybody else was freaking out. He was sound asleep. How are you sleeping through a storm? And that's another thing that was a question. How is he sleeping in a storm when he's in disobedience? How are you sleeping whenever you're in disobedience? I think sometimes our, uh, when we're far enough away from God, we can just, we can walk in, in, in sin 
and have no feeling of, of, of consequences, no feeling that we're doing wrong. I mean, I, he evidently didn't think he was doing wrong if he was laying there sleeping in the midst of all this. Yeah, right. And um, I just think that um, that a lot of times that we become desensitized when we're constantly uh, we're walking uh, away from God, and when, when we're doing when we're walking in sin, that we can find ourselves um, we find ourselves like you know just comfortable in sin, comfortable in doing wrong, and sleeping through it all, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's something that he had to have uh, uh, the sinners to wake him up. And these people on the boat that didn't even know God to wake them up and say, hey, get up and pray. And uh, uh, I, I think that uh, uh, when God stops speaking to you, he got, He brings uh, sinners to tell you. Like, have you ever had a problem where you were doing something wrong and somebody that does not even know God kind of had to check you and put you in check? Yeah. It's, yeah, there's a lot of times that I've... I, I, not a lot of... There's been a few times that, yeah, that I've had... I'm doing something wrong, and someone say, "Oh, you're a Christian. Hmm. I didn't think you would do something like that." And then you put, you're like, "Oh," and you, then it's almost like, "Oh gosh, you got convicted by a sinner, by somebody that you should have been a witness to." You became. <laughs> they have to put you in check, and you're like, "Oh gosh, God, please forgive me." Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, yeah, me as well. Uh, a lot of times, you, I, I uh, you know, there's a few times that I've had that where they were going, "I don't think you do that," or whatever, and you're like, "Oh yeah, right." You know, you have to correct yourself. Yeah, that's so true. But I think that um, it's a pot, bottom line is you do correct yourself. And I think that even though Jonah had to have the, the them say, wake up and say, you know, on, in chapter six, where this, the shipmaster had to come to him and say, what meanest thou? Why are you sleeping? Arise and call upon your God that, you know, that we don't perish. So a lot. <laughs> yeah. So there's times when people will come into your life and tell you, hey, wake up, girl. But, you, you know. Uh, and God will send them to make you to make you just check yourself and say, "Wow, you know, I, I'm 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 jacked up. I'm wrong. I'm wrong in that, you know." <laughs> and I, you know, you repent. And whatever He has to do, He's gonna do to make sure that you get back in right, you know, relationship with Him. Because without Him, you know, what what are we? Who are we without Him? You know. Yeah, right. Uh, I believe God can turn everything around for His glory. And uh, because if you look in verse 16, uh, the men, then the men feared God and feared, the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered sacrifice unto God and made vows. So it made others turn their head and say, you know, I don't, I want to know who this God is and have that awe and uh, reverential fear of who God is, you know. So even though we mess up, God can turn it around for his glory. Exactly. Yeah, and that's so true, and that's the good thing is, and also God is such a, 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 a awesome God and is so gracious and kind that He will forgive us once we get back, uh, we repent and just get back in that relationship we need to be and where we need to be, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I just think that basically the bottom line, I think that we can self-correct. Uh, what's neat is I um, I was driving my friend's car and actually now most of the cars have it where there's a whenever you go you're riding and there's a beep beep and every year when you cross a lane that white line when you shouldn't if you're tired maybe you fall asleep you know there'll be a beep beep 
that will put you back on the right path. Or if you go on the opposite side where you, if you're on the highway and you go on the uh, the right side all the way over, you'll hear that bump, bump, bump on the road that wakes you up. I've had that so many times catch me when I almost fell, when I was falling asleep and it woke me up. Yeah, me too. And uh, when it, it woke me up and I got, oh, whoa, and got back on the right path or that beep, beep will make you know, okay, you're getting off on the line. And I think that that's what we need. We need that, that that's what the Holy Spirit is. He is our, he's our one that self-correct us. And he uses uh, people and he uses, uh, our, you know, himself, which is our conscious, to get us back on the right course. And so we, um, so we don't crash, so we don't hurt anyone else, so we don't, um, um, you know, wreck or anything. So I think that we have to realize that that is what we need and that we don't get offended by it, but we get blessed by the fact that God wants to, uh, that God will correct us, that God is with us, that he is for us, that he is going to, you know, wake us up and shake us every so often. We need that waking and that shaking. We don't need to be sleeping in the, down in the, in the bottom of a boat, down somewhere where we shouldn't be, but we need to constantly know that God is for us, that he's working in us, that when we go through things, it's not to hurt us, it's not to um, destroy us, but it's to wake us up, to get us back on the right path because otherwise we're going to veer off and we're going to crash. Otherwise we're going to lose, you know, everything. And we don't want to, he gave everything for us and we want to give everything to him. And um, he, God is amazing God. And um, his love for us, we can't even begin to comprehend. And he uses things not to hurt us or to harm us, but to help us. He uses people in our lives. He uses storms in our life to help us to let us realize we're off course. You got to get back on beep, 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 you know, get back on course. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's good. That's amazing that, uh, those things, uh, they might be irritating whenever you're awake and you actually get off and go, Oh gosh, you know, but whenever you are asleep, you need that. And I think in our lives, we need that when we're in disobedience, when we're in, um, self, uh, uh, just selfish, uh, that God uses that uses the Holy Spirit to get us back on course and we have to give him thanks and praise for that for his Holy Spirit that leads and guides us and directs us uh, and that will get us back on course and we've got to thank him every day for his uh, his presence in our lives exactly and we, we shouldn't be taking that for granted but uh, take it as a blessing that he's still with us even though we're a mess sometimes he's still with us he don't walk away from us Amen. That he said he's he will never leave or forsake us. Amen. So, all right, guys. So we just wanted to let you know that just stay whenever you're corrected. Don't take it as a um, as an offense, but take it as a blessing that God is with you and at peace for you. As we always say, who can be against you? Amen. All right, guys. So thank you so much for listening. We ask you to have a uh, we ask, we hope that you have an awesome day, and we hope that you remember that. Um, there is um, no weapon formed against you that can prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment will be condemned. Amen. Amen, guys. So have a good day and be blessed. And we love you. Amen. Amen.